I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Egan Munoz, and welcome to the Top 3 Podcast. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Top 3 Podcast. It has been a very long time, but Zach and I are very excited to be back. Uh, Zach, would you like to say hi before I get into what we're going to be going over this episode? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to say hi to our audience. Hi, thank you for sticking with us. We're sorry we haven't been able to record recently. It's just we've both had so much stuff going on this summer. Most yeah. of it I was unable to record. I've been away, partly helping people, just like the great guy I am. Partly, I went to camp as well, what I did for most of the summer. Like, And camp isn't great for recording a podcast because like, it's supposed to be like outdoorsy and you're not supposed to be connected to the internet. And it wouldn't be great. And yeah, we're back at school now. Everything is like, seems to have calmed down. I feel like we're ready to start season three. And we've changed it up quite a bit because we feel that this would be the best way. And what we think that you, the listeners, would like more. The first change, the biggest one probably is, this isn't coming out on Mondays anymore. It comes out Fridays. Why that is? Predominantly to fit for the NFL and college football because it's kind of weird if we record it before the weekend and release after because we're a week behind. So this way we're recording. Right now we're recording on a Tuesday. We'll probably record Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday and release on the Friday. So we'll have a full NFL week and college football week to discuss. Yeah. Um, and just going into what we're going to be doing for this episode, uh, our first episode will start with sports and we'll get into entertainment later on in the episode. Um, so stick around if you're interested in both of those. Uh, so for this week, we'll be going over the NFL and college football, as well as a five-minute breakdown from co-host Zach of the Premier League. Um, and we'll also be previewing the upcoming week of sports, um, going over uh, what we think the best games are going to be and some hot takes. Um, and for entertainment, we're going to be doing music this week. We will be varying between music and TV or uh, movies, sorry. Um, and this week we have a special album that neither of us have listened to before now. Um, and we're going to give our uh, opinions on it. Yeah. So, I mean, for TV shows, movies, and music, each week one of us will choose an album, a movie, or like a show to watch that the other one hasn't watched either. And then we'll discuss it. So this week, we're doing an album. You'll find out later. So you got to stick around to see. And yeah, I'm really excited to be able to discuss it. Like, I've, I should have listened to this album a while ago. Finally got around to it. And it didn't disappoint. Are you trying to get into the NFL? Let's talk about week one. Let's do it. So where where do we even start? Week one was crazy. There was a bunch game, of- maybe? There's a night football. We have Cowboys versus Bucks. Now, I didn't actually watch this game because I was away. I was at the tennis supporting my girl, Emma Raducanu. So, Miguel, I think you're going to have to do this one. You have to stop bragging about the fact that you're at the U.S. Open. Anyways, I did watch the game. I did watch the game because I wasn't at the U.S. Open. Uh, This game, I really enjoyed. It was a lot closer than I expected. Uh, The Bucs, who just came off of a championship, um, didn't look as good as I expected. But at the same time, the Cowboys also looked uh, very improved with Dak Prescott back. Uh, Prescott did a lot better than 
I was expecting him to after that horrible injury, uh, 400 yards, three touchdowns, and only one pick. Brady had uh, 380 yards, four touchdowns, and two picks. So both of them could have improved, but they both did very well. And this came down to the wire with uh, Ryan Suckup for the Buccaneers hitting a game-winning field goal with two seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bucs ended up winning 31-29. Uh, this is one of my favorite games of the week, and it was a great start to the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, just from the score alone, I was able to watch the very end of the game as I left the tennis. Uh, I saw Brady's final drive. He does it time and time again. If you give the ball to Brady and it's a one score less game, you know he's scoring with if the game's online. And the Cowboys gave him too much time left. He drives on the field. They hit the field goal. Uh, some other notable games from this week. First one that really surprised me, like just briefly, Texans-Jaguars. I thought the Texans were going to be by far the worst team in the NFL. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to have a good game. The Texans looked good. Tyrod Taylor, or is the NFL red zone, announcer called it, Tyrod Taylor. He looked great. And that entire Texans team, I thought, was very, very good. Probably the best game, at least from the main Sunday slate, in my opinion. San Francisco, Detroit. The Niners, you can't make it this close against a bottom five team in the NFL. They had the ball down eight with a minute left. Lions. The fact that the Lions even got this close is shocking to me about the Niners. Did they lose RB1? Yes. So that might not have helped at all. But they still got to be better with the ball. You got to, their defense is supposed to be great. You gave up 33 points to Jared Goff. How great can you be if you're giving up 33 points to a team's, to a team whose best receiver is Amon St. Ra or <laughs> it's just like not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was not going to be a good game until the last three minutes. I mean, the 49ers were literally up 41-17 with like two or three minutes in the fourth quarter, and they almost lost the game. So that that was just crazy. Uh, and I applaud the Lions for getting that close, but should not have been that close in the end. Um, a couple more games are vikings Bengals, the only game that – or one of the only games that went to overtime. Uh, the Bengals, there was a ton of turnovers in this. Um, and the Bengals ended up coming up with a win after getting a turnover, kicked a field goal in overtime. Uh, Zach, are there any other, are there any other ones that you, I mean, just about Bengals Ravens as someone who has Dalvin cook and Joe Mixon on one of my fantasy teams, I did not mind this game at all, but they both went off. I, I beat Miguel in a fantasy league this week. Love to see it. Love to see that Miguel. How much did I beat you by like 50? Yeah. You killed me, but you said Bengals Ravens. I meant Bagels Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, that's on me. I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, but yeah, this game, again, I thought the Bengals were not going to be good. Joe Burrow coming off of a really bad knee injury, them not investing enough in the O-line, and Jamar Chase not being able to catch the ball throughout preseason. I thought the Vikings were going to pretty easily win this. Nope. Jamar Chase decided he was just joking around and actually could catch a football. Joe Burrow showed why he was the number one overall pick just last year and their defense held up pretty well in my opinion especially to a team that has probably a top 10 receiver and a top five running back yeah i agree and uh just to end the recap of this week one from the nfl i think one last game monday night football ravens raiders that was an insane game ended with an overtime uh walk-off touchdown Derek that was Carr, one of the craziest times i've ever seen lofted it to um, Zay Jones, I believe. Um, but that was a crazy game. Ravens, I think the Ravens were 
uh, favorite to win this game by a good amount. Yeah. But, no, but the Ravens, I thought the Ravens were going to win. I was – Yeah, me too. I mean, the top three podcast wants the Ravens to do well because of – thank you, Daniel Stern. Like, So us here, we were quite disappointed. And I also needed Lamar to have 22 points in fantasy to win a different league. <sighs> but, yeah, he had some He had some not-so-great fumbles that kind of lost the game. Whatever. That game, though, Brian Edwards just deciding to be the most clutch human being in the world. Yep. What? That final drive with less than a minute left and no timeouts. Brian Edwards being down at the one, them somehow not scoring from there. Crazy. That was that was insane. I can't believe the Raiders almost gave up that opportunity yeah. and lost the game off of being at the half-yard line and then throwing an interception. Luckily, they got the ball back. To be fair, uh, most, let's move on. Yeah, what were you going to say? To be fair, it was the most unlucky pick of all time. That is it also Bounced true. off a guy's helmet. Can we just That's do one more game? Yeah, go ahead. Cleveland Chiefs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I watched, me and Miguel watched all the main Sunday slate games together, not Sunday night football. And this was the game that we were flipping between games because Red Zone is incredible. And like, it's an incredible, it's a great investment. I recommend you all buy it. But I was checking updates because I've chub on a few fancy teams. Chiefs were ball were like the Chiefs were getting killed the entire time. I was like, could this be it? I know like Mahomes is like incredible. So I knew he'd be fine, but I still thought this isn't looking good for the Chiefs. The Browns were up the entire game. Yet the Chiefs somehow still win it. Like Mahomes is so, so good. He's so clutch. And I don't know what else is there to say. Oh no, I think you covered it. Um yeah, let's just move on. Uh, I think we got a good recap of all the important games from week one. So let's move on to our front runners for week one. After week one, excuse me. I guess in true top three podcast fashion, got to do a top three. Of course. So do you want to just alternate? Yeah, let's do it. You can start at your third. For my third pick, I have the Cleveland Browns. I know they lost. But the fact that they were able to keep it this close at Kansas City, at Arrowhead, I know they have like a new sponsorship deal, but like it's Arrowhead. It will always be Arrowhead. Really impressed me. Even though it took a Mahomes miracle drive at the end to beat them, I thought the Browns really impressed me. And this was out probably their best or second best receiver in Odell. And this is a team that I could definitely see making a lot of damage as the season goes on. Uh, yeah, I... That I don't really agree with, but I can understand why you think that. At three, this is a tough one for me, but I am going to go with the Cardinals. I'm, I'm between a couple of teams. There's a lot of teams that impress me, including um, the Raiders. You know, the Cardinals could be the Steelers. worst team in their division this year. The Cardinals? That they might very true. well be the worst team in their division. I think they're going to do good. I think the 49ers no longer have an RB1. Uh, the Rams, actually, the Rams did look very good. But the Rams, I, I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are going to surprise a lot of people, in my opinion. They just, just absolutely handled the Titans easily. Um, and the Titans were viewed by a lot of people to be like a top five, top ten team. So I, I think the top Cardinals, five. top ten. Okay. Yeah. But I think the Cardinals can be really good this season and could push for the NFC Championship. I don't know if they're a championship contender yet, but I think they're 
after week one, I think they are in my top three. What's your second? My second? Oh, I do not like the I think the Cardinals looked good. I think they looked very good. There's a legitimate chance they're the worst team in their division, and their division's so strong. I don't agree with that. There's the a Seahawks good chance. And the 49ers are going to be worse than them, in my opinion. The Rams might be better. Second team is the Rams. Stafford really impressed me uh, Sunday night. It's just all the receivers, they, everything looks fluid. They lost RB1 and Cam Akers. Doesn't matter. Henderson killed it. Their defense, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, that's going to be an elite defense. It doesn't matter who's around them. And they look so good. McVay is a magician. McVay is so is a miracle worker at his job. And I just think that this team might finally have that missing piece. Because if you remember that Super Bowl, the main reason they lost was because Jared Goff couldn't make those big-time throws. Stafford makes those throws. I think they, right now, are my favorite to win the NFC. I don't agree with that. I just I don't have enough faith in Stafford yet over some of the other quarterbacks in the NFC. And this is my pick over the Rams um, in the NFC, uh, which is the Buccaneers. I think they had some struggles on Thursday night, but they still look good. They You can't ignore the fact that they returned basically all their starters from – or they did return all their starters from a championship team, which is crazy. Um, and I just think that they're either maintain that level of success or even get better. Um, and I think with more experience and more chemistry among the players, I think they could be very good this season. And they're just going to maintain my spot at number two right now. Yeah, the Buccaneers looked good. They didn't look great to me. It shouldn't have been super close to the Dallas, in my opinion, if they were at home against a quarterback who hadn't played in pretty much a year. Who That's we got cool. for number one? You want me to give mine first? Go for it. I'm sure we have the same team. It's got to be the Chiefs. Yeah. There's no way to lose them. Yeah. Their, their team looked very impressive. And I know I know they lost the Super Bowl last year, and people can't argue that the Bucks will be better again this year, but their team is just stacked. And their defense looked better towards the second half, in my opinion. Uh, had, a, had a sort of difficult first half against the Browns, but – I think, I mean, obviously their offense is always going to be amazing and they look very good in the second half of that game. Yeah. I think the main thing for me was their O-line. It looked like Mahomes wouldn't have to run around on every single play, which is already a plus from last year. And yeah, the Chiefs just, they're so, so good. Like I know it's like not even that like crazy of us. It's not like a crazy take. I'm not pretending it is. They're just a ridiculously good team though, aren't they? Yeah. You can't, you can't deny it. Okay, let's move on to our MVP candidates. All right. Top three again. Run it. Yeah, let's do it. You go uh, I can start. Yeah. Uh, at three. Well, first of all, I just want to mention Aaron Rodgers has dropped out of the race. He can't win again at this point. Looked really, really bad week one. I, yeah. I don't know what happened with, those, with the Packers. I just need to mention that. That was not a good performance. At three, I have Dak. He hadn't played in a while, and he's probably not even at 100% yet, but his team looked very, very good against the be- the reigning Super Bowl champions who had probably the best defense in the NFL last season. Co- he looks really in tune with Cooper, with Amari, and CD. Everything about them is just fluid, and I think he's going to be the reason why they make a 
not a deep playoff run, but a solid playoff run. And and I think he's going to be it fighting for that MVP for a while this season. Who do you have at number three, Miguel? This is probably an overreaction after week one, but I'm going to go Chandler Jones, Arizona defensive end who had an insane five sacks and two forced fumbles last week against the Titans. Absolutely destroyed their offensive line and looked crazy. He, he was putting up Aaron Donald-like numbers, and we all know Aaron Donald is seen as one of the best players in the league, if not the best. Uh, so I think he's very well in the race right now. So that's my third. Yeah, he, I read that he was on, he's on pace for like over 100 sacks this season. Will that happen? Definitely not. No. Well, he's actually on pace for 85 sacks. I'm sorry. I can't do math. But well, there's no chance it happens. But five sacks, if the NFL record is 22 and a half, I know it's a longer season. That looks pretty beatable right now. He just needs to do that for like three more games or yeah, four more sure. games. But yeah, will it happen? Prob- will he break it? There's a chance. Will he get at 85? No. But right now, he just looked so dominant on Sunday. For number two, I got Danger Russ Wilson. Okay. Explain. Yeah. I mean, his connection was so good with Tyler Lockett. Was was it not? Oh, no. I agree 100%. <laughs> his wife wore an incredible dress of him at the Met Gala. So that's important. But, okay. Let's see. From Against the Colts. His completion percentage, 78.3%. That is obscene. Throw for four touchdowns, had a passer rating of 152.3, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's perfect. Is it? I don't know if it is. It might be, but either way, that's very good. It's not. Perfect is 158.3. But that's still very close, considering he had, well, if we do it on a season average, his highest was, he's been an elite quarterback for a while. His highest before this was 110.9. And yes, this is obviously a very limited sample, but he looked good. They, the Colts also are supposed to have a very good defense, and his, him, DK, and Tyler Lockett just steamrolled them, I thought. Yeah, that, I, I think you make a very good argument, but the only reason I do not have him in my top three is because every season, it seems, he has a great first half, especially week one. Everybody sees him as top three quarterback, obviously even top one. And then second half, he ends up disappointing. The Seahawks kind of tumble in the rankings. Um, And that's the reason I'm not going to have him in my top three, because it seems like it's just going to happen over again because it's happened so many times before. I mean, you're clearly not super high on danger, Russ Wilson. Who's your number two MVP candidate then? I'm going to go with somebody who's a little outside the box. Uh, an outside-the-box pick considering what happened week one. But I'm going to stick with a Lamar Jackson. I think he's got a decent schedule ahead of him in terms of the defenses he faces. And I think he has the potential to do very good this season, will impress a lot of people. And I didn't think his, his uh, passing game was too bad uh, against the Raiders. He did have a couple of issues in terms of fumbling. And he did have a pick, but he also had a touchdown. I think he threw six, 67% completion rate, something like that. And he threw for some something like 300 yards, 300 plus. And I think he knew very good, especially at home, where he's not facing that kind of crowd. And over time, I think he can do better and better. And obviously, he's always a run threat. So 
both of those things combined make me think he, he could be a serious candidate. Yeah. And now for what we all wanted, our number ones. Should I go first? Go ahead. Number one, I have Kyler Murray. He completely – what? He's so hypocritical. <laughs> How's that hypocritical? You just said the, the um, Cardinals could be last in their division. Yeah, but like after I said they could be. I don't think they will be. I said they could be. Uh, I, think, I think they'll get. Okay. I legitimately think they'll get second in their division. Yeah, I don't know who's getting third or fourth though. Continue. I have K one Kyler Murray. Now let's look at his game. Two hundred ninety yards, good. Four touchdowns, good. One pick, not great. Pass rating of one twenty one, pretty good. And one running touchdown, pretty good. He's just – he just diced the Titans up. I know the Titans don't have the best defense. I will take that into account. But he looked so good. Him and Hopkins had the, were on the same wavelength all of yesterday – or Sunday. It wasn't even yesterday. All of Sunday. And not only does he offer that passing upside, he's probably the best – he's probably the second-best runner in the league from quarterback. I'd say only Lamar's better than him at this point. That's, and that's fair. He, yeah, he just looked very, very good. And I know it's like not intellectual, but I think that he could, if his team gets, to, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, regardless of how, and put up something like 13, 12 or 13 wins, I could see him definitely being in the MVP conversation. And Miguel, who do you have at number one? I also disagree with Kyler Murray. I think he is in our honorable mentions for sure, but I don't think he's going to have a good enough season compared to a lot of these other players and especially quarterbacks. And I don't think he's a top five quarterback yet. So I'm going to go with it's a pretty obvious pick. Um, I think everybody's expecting it. Patrick Mahomes. No. Good every, <laughs> good every year. And I just talked about how the chiefs are my front runner. If you're going to, if you're going to be the top, the front runner to win the Super Bowl, your QB is probably a front runner to win MVP. So it just goes hand in hand. And obviously Patrick Mahomes is probably the best QB in the league and very, very, very talented. And I think that all those combined with the fact that the Chiefs look decent week one, I think he has a good chance to win the MVP. Yeah. That's pretty boring, but. Yeah, it's boring. (laughs) What the heck? But, I mean, obviously. Mahomes is incredible. Now let's go on to fancy football. Something that how'd you do in fancy this week, Miguel? I did horrible. I lost in literally all my leagues. Great. So I will talk about it because I went three and one in fantasy, and I would have done would have won if Lamar scored a touchdown on that final drive. I did beat Miguel in a league. Let's talk about that one. Nobody cares about that league. That's legitimately probably the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but the leagues I do care about, I still I went two and one in, and the so that's nice. I guess fantasy football steals and bust, like yeah, who we were it. disappointed with and who burst out this week. Yeah. So let's do top three steals and top three busts. Let's make this quick though. Like, yeah, we got to move to college football. Top yeah. three steals. Elijah Mitchell was RB fifteen this week. 
Antonio and my other two are Antonio Brown and Corey Davis, who I sat, who I benched both in the same league, but they were two top 10 receivers after this week. I think they might've even been pushing top five in some formats. They both went, had went off, had over 20 points and were, I think I got them like eighth and ninth round picks, which is very good value for receivers. who are going to do this well. Miguel. Uh, Yeah. So I don't really have a specific order. I think all these guys can have the ability to break out. I think one is Robbie Anderson, who some people have been high on, but he had a great week, 14.7 points in uh, PPR, I believe. And Is that that great, though? Like, it's good, but it's not crazy. That's what? He had 57 yards and a touchdown. And Yeah, that, that's fine. Okay. Not, okay. Maybe not amazing, but I think that was – that's decent. If you want me to put somebody else like that, but it's fine. Anyways, I think he also not just not just based on week one, but I think he will be a steal in the future. When we look at the end of the season, I think we're gonna view him as a steal because many people have him fifth, sixth round earliest. I think actually a lot later. But anyways, a couple more are uh Noah Fant, who I actually got as a steal pretty late in the draft, but now he's turning into a tight end one. He had 12 points week one, I think. Uh, And last is Nelson Aguilar, who I was actually high on and drafted for that reason in a different league. And he did very well week one, had 15.7 points as, is he a wide receiver one? I'm not sure he is, but. Uh, There is no wide receiver one that offense. It's like clear yeah, cup. What is that's true. But anyways, he he had a great week as well. So he also has a ton of potential. I think he's going to be a major steal. Let's move on to busts. Who do you have here? Three. Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, or my two main ones, and then another one who I was quite disappointed by was Derrick Henry. I'm not disappointed by Saquon or Zeke because I, I had a bad thing about them going to league. I made sure not to draft either of them because I knew Zeke wasn't, wasn't really good last season in Saquon coming off of a bad injury against a really bad, un, behind a really bad O-line. Never bows well for a running back. But Derrick Henry, I got, he had two goal line carries. Didn't score on either of them. Ryan Tannehill had to run it in. That's not good, especially when it's a running back like Derrick Henry, who's a big physical presence. He needs to be putting the ball in the end zone there. Aaron Rodgers, what the hell happened to him? He had 1.3 points. This is a guy who won the MVP last season, who's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, couldn't do anything. And then for the same reason, Devontae Adams suffered because Aaron Rodgers sucks. Yeah. And I agree with all three of those, and I would put those in my top three, but I want to have some variety. So I'm going to give three different ones. One is Najee Harris, who I'm frustrated that I drafted. Unfortunately, I have him right now. Six points week one as the RB1, had 13 carries for 45 yards. Not great. Even though it was against the Bills defense, I don't think he lived up to what a lot of people have, think he could could be, and especially as a first-round pick in a lot of leagues or second-rounder. Second is Allen Robinson, who didn't have a bad week this week, but I – think he's going to be such a bust this year. I just don't, I don't, I don't really like him. I don't know why people are, are so high on him. 
And third is I would put Raheem Mostert, but it's not really his fault for getting injured. So I'll say Mike Gesicki, who people actually have as their tight end one or tight end two. Zero points this week, zero receptions, one target the entire day uh, against the Patriots. He just did not live up to what people were expecting. That's a huge bust for anybody who drafted him. Yeah. I mean, I know at least your Dolphins won, so you can't be too upset about Gasicki. But I, I was watching the game with Miguel, another one of my friends, and our brother. and my, Not our brother, my brother. And they both had Gasicki in their leagues, and they were not happy with him, to say, to, to say the least, were they? Yeah, they were pretty frustrated. Yeah. Now I think we should move into Miguel's favorite thing of this week, college football. Oh, God. Let's start it off with there, was, there was, was one big game this weekend, I think. It was Oregon-Ohio State. Oregon didn't look good going into it. Didn't have their best player, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, they beat Ohio State. Uh, any thoughts on that, Miguel? As an Ohio State fan, I don't really want to talk about this game, but I know I have to. I, I was – this is like one of the worst games I've ever seen in the past few years that Ohio State has played. It's just our defense – our offense was actually pretty good. Our defense was just – Really, really bad. And after the game, apparently what was being said was that our our uh, defensive coach, uh, coordinator, Kerry Coombs, was not making any adjustments and even offered to um, – what was it? He, he offered to put – like use a strategy that they hadn't practiced in over a year, like use some sort of scheme that they never practiced and Ohio state players were getting mad. And the few stops that they did have, uh, apparently Ohio state defensive players were rebelling against this defensive scheme and decided to just uh, freestyle it. And that's where they got stops. That's how bad the play calling was on defense. Yeah, I mean, Hey, I'm sorry. That sucks. That really sucks. It was, it was pretty bad, but props to Oregon. They played a great game. Yeah, I guess – yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, let's move into Heisman candidates. I just want to address yeah. the big elephant in the room because Miguel, massive oh, a Also, we have to address Clemson. Yeah, we lost to Georgia. Okay, I'm not ashamed. I'm we not ashamed right now. So, we'll just say that too. Yeah, we Georgia's better than, Cle- than Oregon. Georgia's like the number two team in the country. Oregon's not. Okay. They're the number four team in the country, so. Our- so, yeah. So uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Heisman. Yeah. So who's your who's your three? My three. Right now, I have my, probably my favorite player in college football, Malik Willis, the Liberty quarterback. He's so the combination of his arm strength and his speed is so almost lovely to watch. Number two, I have Matt Coral from Ole Miss. As much as, like, I like Mississippi State more than Ole Miss because, like, I don't know why I just do. Corral looks so, so good. So far, he has 662 passing yards, two six touchdowns, zero picks on 66% completed. That's very, very good. You'd love to see that. And number one, I got the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young. 70% completion. 571 passing yards, seven touchdowns, zero picks. Perfect. Lovely. Yeah, I have a very similar list. Uh, I also have Bryce Young at one. 
And that's because the reason I think everybody has him at one is because he's basically the only quarterback who's on an undefeated team and has made no mistakes, which that's a standard for Alabama. But obviously you're going to be the Heisman front runner if he, if you play like that, especially uh, freshman year with no experience. But second, I'll go. I'll just just a sophomore year, is it not? Well, he has no experience. He's playing yeah. as a freshman, basically as a freshman. Yeah. Um, second, I'm going to go Desmond Ritter on Cincinnati, who's seventh in the nation. He's a very experienced quarterback. He's played there start, as starting quarterback for the past three years, I think. And Cincinnati obviously is, has looked great. Have a few tough matchups coming up with Indiana and Notre Dame the next couple of weeks. But so far against not so great teams, uh, even though they haven't played great teams, I think he's still played very well. And I think they will win these next two matchups and then that will solidify him as a Heisman candidate. And third, I'm going to go. Yeah. Third, sure. uh, yeah. Ole Miss is 17th in the nation, but they have one of the best offenses in the country and Matt Corral is leading that offense and has a great arm, great overall player. So he's my third. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like it's been two weeks, three for some, it's kind of hard to tell a lot about college football so far, but I feel like these are the fair ones. Now let's move into our CFP watch. So I guess we just do our top four and then first two out. Yeah, sure. You go first this time. So these are my, this is my C, what I think the CFP will look like at the end of the season after the conference championship games. So at six, I'm going to go Ohio state. I think they're going to bounce back well, but I don't think they're going to have enough to get in. And Iowa has looked very, very good. And in the conference championship game, they could lose. So I have them at six. At Clem- at five, I'm going to put mm, – this is a tough one. I might have to put – I think you have to put the Tigers. I might have to put Clemson. Clemson, so. Clemson also – not they haven't looked horrible, but I don't think they have a good enough schedule where after losing to Georgia, they're going to be able to – bounce back and make it into the don't, they don't play a single another top 25 team yeah exactly uh and then at four this is this can be two teams it's either going to be oregon if they win out or iowa if they win out so whichever team wins out and if Iowa beats ohio state they're obviously in so whichever team wins out is in the playoff easily and actually scratch that i'm gonna put that th- them at three at uh four i'll put UGA because I think they're going to lose to Alabama in the conference championship at two. I'll put Oklahoma because I think they're going to do very good. They're two and right now. I know Spencer Rattler didn't look great against Tulsa, but I think they're going to continue on the streak and I think we'll be undefeated. And same with number one, who is Alabama by long shot. They're Obviously definitely- it's Alabama. I'll do it reverse order just to mess with you guys. Alabama one easy. Georgia too. Cause I think if they, Go undefeated, but losing the championship in the SEC championship to Bama, it won't really matter that much because they'll clearly be the second best team in the country. Three, I'll go an Oregon team that wins out, and four, I'm going to go Oklahoma. I realize we're basically going to have the exact same top six. Well, well I'll make I it interesting. Or Iowa. Five, I'm having Iowa because I, I kind of want them to just do something. I think that'd be so sick. And six, I'll have Clemson. See, I don't think it's possible for Iowa to be at five because if they beat Ohio State, 
I mean, unless they have like. I think if Alabama, Georgia, if Alabama wins out, Georgia wins out but loses to Alabama in the championship, in the SEC yeah. championship, and Oklahoma and Oregon win out, then there's an. And I have some close wins. That is true. That is true. I think I would get in over Oklahoma, but that's a good point. Um, but it's very unlikely that they end up at five because if they beat Ohio State, I think they're in. If they lose to Ohio State, they're probably out of the top 10 or at least out of the top six. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. Moving on, let's go to Zach's favorite part, five-minute breakdown of the Premier League. Zach, take it away. So it's been four games so far. The table looks beautiful with Arsenal near the bottom. You love to see that. Why is Arsenal so bad? Well, they don't. their coach, Arteta, sucks. They don't have – Lacazette and Aubameyang haven't really played that much. So that's always problematic. Norwich at 20th. We all saw this one coming. Feel bad. Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton are tied for first. They're the top four right now. Man United have, have signed this guy. Some of you might have heard of him. His name's Cristiano Ronaldo. But that's, in my opinion, their third best signing from the summer. I thought I think the signings of Rafa Varane and Jadon Sancho are much more influential for them, especially because they fill their holes better. Chelsea, they filled their big hole. They needed a striker, a proven number nine. Got Romelu Lukaku from Inter. Liverpool have all their players back. They're doing lovely. They ha- they've only dropped points to Chelsea who because who, they drew with each other. And then Everton, this was surprising. After, I think, vice-captain, Gilfie Sigurdsson was arrested on, um, let's just say, did some dodgy stuff. They're doing really well. A lot of people are surprised. Rafa Benitez, an ex-Liverpool manager at the helm. City at fifth. They have one loss to Spurs, but apart from that, they've been very, very good, in my opinion. Absolutely destroyed Arsenal. However, they kind of they've been playing fair and Torres at the nine a lot. I feel like they need a more proven number nine, someone like Harry Kane, maybe. Brighton and Brighton, this is great to see. Brighton, I feel that often. I felt like Graham sees last last season, Graham Potter's side. Didn't do as well as they should have. They can't put chances away. Now they're finally doing that. And Spurs at seventh. Here's my thing. First three games, they won all they won all of them one nil. That's not sustainable considering the goal they scored. One was outside the box. Good shot, to be fair. The, another goal, penalty, can't count that. The last one was a lucky free kick that somehow went in. Clearly unsustainable. They got killed by Crystal Palace at the weekend. And yeah, I think that really says a lot about them. All right, never mind. I think I'm going to try to, I'll guess my top four predictions, my relegation, and I'll give out all the, who I think the big awards will go to. Top four in this order. City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. I think City are just the best team in England, and it's not particularly close. However, I think Chelsea are very, very good. Bottom three, 18th. I really want Newcastle to get relegated, so I'll put them here. 19th, kind of a surprise. I'm on Watford. I Saar, they have some good players like Saar, but I think all in all, there's not that much quality. And last, Norwich. I think we all saw this one coming. Prediction, Golden Boot. I thought I was going to go to Kane, but now having four weeks of the season in Lukaku, maybe Ronaldo, but I'll go Lukaku because I think he's more likely to play every week. Uh, player of the year. If Chelsea win it, they'll give it to Lukaku, but if they don't, Maybe someone like Jack Realish for City, especially if he starts every game because they love to give it to English players. Young player of the year, Mason Greenwood's been on an absolute tear so far. He's been killing it. We'll go him. And then coach of the year, Graham Potter. 
I think he can secure a top 10 finish. That's all for Zach's Premier League rundown. We'll be right back after this break to get into entertainment and discuss. If you're reading this, it's too late. Bye, Trey. podcast on our first episode we are now done with the sports section and we'll be moving on to entertainment this week we're doing music and we have picked i have picked an album for the most both of us to listen to we have never listened to this album before this week and the album is if you're reading this it's too late by drake widely yeah. considered the best album by many of his fans and by the general public zach any thoughts i think it's the second best album okay I'm sorry, that's not very helpful. I, I think Take Care is better. Yeah. 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 It's just uh, Marvin's Room's his best song. Cups of the Rose. People. <laughs> not singing. But I do think if you're reading this, it's too late. It's very good. And after listening to Certified Lover Boy, which came out recently, this is the Drake that we want. We don't want if you read, we don't want you say you're a lesbian girl, me too. What does that mean? That's a terrible lyric. This like needs to be discussed. So yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. So I guess let's start off with our top three songs. Yeah, let's do it. We'll trade off three. Yeah. Now and forever. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm gone. I can't stay here no more. And I can't sleep on the floor. Man, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You know I got my reason. Three, I got you and the six. Having conversations with mama, man, my life is a mess. Ain't been returning the text, so she been reading the press. She got Google alerts. I like I, you in the, I like you in the six a lot. The way there were a ton of songs that I liked. There weren't just three songs that yeah, I liked. Yeah, no, facts, facts, facts. Like this like, was a hard top three. Most most of this album, I would want to listen to the songs again. Yeah, for sure. However, one song that like I kind of have a mixed relationship with is energy. Cause I remember there was this kid on my soccer team, like I want to say like five years ago, who'd always been like, got a lot of enemies. And it, I, it pissed me off so much. I hate that song just because of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm number two. Know yourself. Running through the six with my walls. Count money, you know how it goes. Pray to real live forever, man. Mm. Okay, that's fair. I think it mm. might be his most like, Iconic song or his most iconic lyric with running through the six with my woes. I'll look, I'll clip it in here, but that's like, that is peak Drake him, like being self-reflective, but also braggadocious. That's what we want from Drake. We like this mix from him. We're like, he's half just in sad boy hours, half talking about how he's the goat. That's what we want. We don't want this, whatever certified lover boys, which is just him just trying to be too mainstream. Yeah. For sure. And I think, I mean, there's two points off of what you're saying. I think energy and know yourself are two songs that even if you never listen to a Drake song in your life, you still know the lyrics or at least know the beat to that song. That's how iconic those songs are, which is makes this album like, uh, I think one of his best or his best. And that is another thing that I'll talk about later. I'll, I'll get to it. I liked how he combined both like like you, I'll use your words, the sad boy vibes with uh, with like bragging about himself and kind of like the drill beats, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what do you have at number two? 
I already said know yourself. Oh, know yourself. Sorry. What do you have at number two? My number two is 6 p.m. in New York. Oh, you gotta love it. Oh, you got, oh, you gotta love it. I heard what's circulating. Let's get to the bottom of it. I told one to send me something and I got it covered. Somehow I always rise above it. Why you think I got my head in the clouds on my last album cover? I really yeah, it's a great song about a great city. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and just for, in, for your information, I had Know Yourself at Six. If anybody, I did not do a full ranking. I just did my top yeah, three. I did that just to make it easier for myself. Wow, that's... Yeah, I was considering doing that, but I didn't. It's all right. And what's your top song from this album? Star 67. Brand new Beretta. Can't wait to let it go. Walk up in my label light. Where the check though? Yeah, I said it. Wouldn't dab you with the left. Wow. I loved it. I loved it so much. The, the wheezy intro. And then him talking about how him being a youngin, youngin, the hell, and trying to make money. But again, it's him at his almost, it's him at his braggadocious best. It's him talking about how great he is. And it's just a compelling song that gets you hype. And it's a song that you want to listen to again and again. Let me guess, is your number one song Jungle? No, it is not. How did Jungle not make either of our top threes? Isn't that supposed to be the best song? It's not. Over time, I realized that I should not put it so low. I have it at four now, but I just th- this is this is personal rankings. It's not like the top yeah. three songs objectively. This is my top three favorite songs. I one, it has to be energy. That's my top song. Look, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They're trying to take away. And I know you have bias against that. But it, it no, it's, it's catchy just, as hell. It's like for it not to be my best. No, that's song. a very good song. It's incredibly it's catchy. Yeah. So I guess we got to rank this out of ten. Yeah, let's do it. Give your ranking and your explanation first, and I'll do mine. Eight point two five. I was um, gonna. Okay, I felt like eight was too low and eight point five was too high. Don't don't do that. So I won't. or 8 we'll go 8.5 we gotta give him credit I feel like that as I it's him at it's a mix between him being self-reflective but mainly him being braggadocious him being cocky him knowing how good he is that's what I want to hear it was there was no song I was listening to I was like Jesus Christ I gotta put this off every song was very listenable in my opinion but and it also and therefore I thought it was just a very good album because there was no bad parts of it. The, I came to an 8.5 because I feel like to be a nine or higher, it has to be almost perfect. Like one or two songs that are perfect. There are a few songs that left me wanting a little more. And I felt, but I felt like it was way too good to be an eight. And I think that's completely fair. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm actually going to give it a nine. I think that it had one perfect perfect amount of songs. I think 15 to 17 songs is the perfect amount in an album. It was, I think, an hour long, maybe hour, eight minutes. And it had very few songs that I thought, oh, I want to skip this. Maybe two or three at most. But there was a lot of songs where I was like, yeah, this would be a top five song on another on another album. But on here, it's like at 13 or 14 on my list, which is shows you how good I think this album was. And it has a good combination of a lot of good songs. We talked about this. It combines two different kinds of vibes and allows you to, and also allows you to put a bunch of different 
stuff on your playlist. It has songs for, for hype playlists, for by yourself stuff. And it just combines all those things together, which I, which I really enjoyed. And it also has some of the most iconic lyrics and beats and songs in general uh, from this century, I guess, or decade, if you want to be more specific. Yeah. Speaking about lyrics, what are your favorite lyrics from the album? My favorite lyric is running through the six was my woes. Like it's just iconic. It's probably his most famous line that, or she said, do you love me? But like, that's just not that good of a song. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with that. That, that's too easy. Yeah. And, and the best feature. I, it's it gotta be wheezy for me. There was only three features on this album, so we're not going to do a top three. Well, yeah, uh, my top three is Party Next Door, Travis Scott, and Wheezy. <laughs> the, the, the three were those those three guys, but we'll just give our top one. So yours is Lil Wayne. I'll yeah. go with Travis Scott. I really liked the song they had together, which was Company. Um, I thought I, I really liked it, and I thought they worked really well together on that song. And yeah. I think uh, the vocals of Travis Scott was, was very good which I didn't expect, actually. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Well, that feels like it for the episode. Thank you yep. for listening. We'll be back next week with more NFL and college football coverage. Maybe another Premier League segment. We'll see. We can do it again if you guys enjoy it. Well, they probably <laughs> will uh, We'll be posing for hot takes and questions next week. We, can't, we didn't do it for this week because we felt like we needed – to announce the season first. Yeah. But we'll be back. I'll see you next week. I'm Zach Cohen. I'm again.